I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Waffle Shop podcast the podcast where myself and a wide range of guests have a waffle about mental health life's challenges and those pet hates that really get on our nerves i'm your host taylor james so join me as i open up shop and have a waffle yes welcome to another episode of the waffle shop podcast today i'm joined by an absolute legend i'm joined by erwin sparks from the Hoosiers and brand new frontman of White Tail Falls. Welcome to the Waffle Shop. Hey, thanks very much, Taylor. <laughs> Pleasure to be here. That's real. Waffle. <laughs> I feel like I have to explain it because I think a lot of people think it's food related. So I feel like there's a, like what, an you're element. Me it's not. <laughs> there's like an element of disappointment in people's faces. Yeah. <laughs> very real, very palpable right here now. Yeah, sorry about that. I can literally feel the disappointment in your face (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i want to start off obviously you've been around in the music scene for quite some time now um i remember seeing you guys back in i think it was 2009 um at v festival Mm. um so you know you've been i've got to ask i've got to stop you there because we, we played v fest a few times and was it the one now this is the big one where i burst out of a of an illusionist's trick at the beginning if you'd say oh. you don't even, i mean this is just a waste of most of the money i'm going to say yes and it literally ah, blew man. my mind it was the highlight of the weekend i am okay i've, I've seen through that and i'm <laughs> absolutely gutted about that that was we hired an illusionist i mean we really this was our our, our real i was going to say pen and taylor but it's probably more siegfried and roy <laughs> and I, I burst out of a formerly empty tank with smoke everywhere it was like the most fun I've, <laughs> I've ever had and and I don't think somehow I feel like however many people are watching the main stage at V-Fest it was completely missed so I'm, I'm gutted but I'm gonna say um I was 
probably quite intoxicated <laughs> at that point. Well, so you weren't just there for the, for the for the music with a side order of illusion. Is, <laughs> well, you know, what else would you go to V Festival for if it isn't for a bit of magic? Yeah. That's very true. Very true. But sorry, I cut you off. No, no, it's fine. Um, that's the whole purpose of the waffle shop. It literally goes absolutely everywhere and anywhere. Right, let's get waffling. Um, I want to launch straight into kind of Whitetail Falls. Um, purely because it's it's quite a powerful kind of transition from like obviously what people would recognize your voice for from the Hoosiers and now it's kind of like this kind of like moody kind of dark like really kind of honest music Um, and I wanted to kind of ask like what kind of made that transition like what was the kind of inspiration if you like for the change of sound and obviously going into the new stuff yeah uh it's good questions and observation um i i think it was i'm sort of aware that i, I think 95 percent of hoosier fans would probably hate what, what i'm doing uh, on, on this solo record. <laughs> uh, no i'm, I'm okay sure that's that. not true <laughs> i'm okay with that. you know it was um a, a big part of it was was me thinking about the kind of music i listen to and what i I like it to make rep- something representative that I'd be really excited about. And I didn't feel I was trying too hard to be some any, anything that you're, that I'm not. And yeah. so, it, and to represent that sonically as well as in the lyrics. And I think um, it's it sort of, a lot of stuff I'm into say is quite North American alternative folk or that, that sort of thing. Um, music like Iron and Wine, Sufjan Stevens, um, I got a very kind of Bon Iver kind of vibe, that kind right. of like moody kind of pop. I don't know if that's for everyone, if you agree with that, but that's kind of like how I kind of heard it, if that made, if that made yeah, any sense. That, you know, it's, it's your, if that's what you're hearing, it's not a, it's not like, I, I didn't sort of set out to go, right, right I want to necessarily replicate that yeah i just thought because I'll, naturally it would be me singing and playing guitar and it's just how can i make that slightly interesting i'm not a producer i have no idea how to make a record and and you hear that on the record you hear someone who doesn't really know how to record and i'm i'm doing it on a 30 pound usb mic in my cousin's <laughs> shed to begin with and it wow. then as the record kind of goes it's if there was a concept to it it's almost that you're hearing someone slowly figure out where to stick a mic and yeah you know a, as it, the sort of production quality goes up from being very lo-fi and, and kind of really raw. I was expecting to re-record everything in Erland Cooper, who's the mixer and executive yeah. producer. I thought he'd just want to redo everything, but he thought there was a lot of, um, I, I guess, well, made it believable uh, and truth, I guess, is what you're going for. And he sort of heard something in those demos, so um, which, yeah, I'm very attached to now. I think one of the key words that you used there was kind of truth. And obviously you can feel like through some of the lyrics and kind of, especially the like, some of like the the melodies and stuff like it's very kind of truthful and honest. And I feel like, is that coming from like, where, where is that kind of, I don't want to say pain, but like, where's that kind of coming from? Is that obviously from personal experiences? Yeah, I, I, I really didn't, I wanted to make an album. Here's a good one. It, it, a, a co-writer once said this to me. Um, he said, uh, why write a song? There's enough of them out there. 
and it really stuck with me. And I think at the time I was doing a lot of co-writes with uh, a lot of younger up and coming artists. And you know, for, for me, I just found I couldn't quite get on board with that. There wasn't much content lyrically and, and I yeah. get it as well. Like it, when, especially if, and it's no, not to reflect badly on them either. There's a lot of place for just a song that's about just dance, just yeah. you know, whatever. And that, that's fine to have something that's more hedonistic, but I don't know, it's where I am in life as well. I, I, I realized the albums that have moved me the most were these two very stripped back albums. One is by Josh T. Pearson called Last of the Country Gentlemen. And then other okay. ones by Sun Kill Moon that was Benji. And they just stopped me in my tracks. They were the only records I can, I've heard sort of recently that, uh, that moved me to tears. Yeah. And I thought, what is it about those recordings? What is it that, that I'm believing, that I'm connecting to? And it was yeah. this, this sense of a story that, that couldn't have been written by anyone else. That, that's a huge part for me where I believe it's not just, you know, a song, I don't know, singing about feeling happy. It's, it's like really connected with the subject matter. And I thought this, or oh, I believe this person is writing about an experience they have real genuine connection to. And, and that translates to me yeah. listening to it. And so I kind of, at this time about sort of over a period of well, probably five years ago now, I was starting to fall out of love with music because it was just becoming a job, a chore to kind of yeah. try and create something, what, what people in the business refer to as a hit. And that right. tends to not, <laughs> you know, the idea of impact and integrity or truth is, is secondary. And again, I'm not dismissing hits. That's yeah. great. I wish I could write them, but you know, <laughs> I, um, you wrote a fair few. I think you should you give yourself right. a bit more credit oh. there. You've done, you've done all right from it. <laughs> did okay yeah yeah but d definitely i think you're, you're right it's that that quest to kind of what do you want to convey and part of it i think on on the whole uh, i'm pretty positive but i i think music is a great place to to get out the the melancholy and, definitely um, you know i think people enjoy there's something very cathartic about the listening and the creating to it of it <laughs> no i completely agree i mean it's kind of like when like the podcast first started, I was on like on a bit of a mission to find like, you know, like what coping mechanisms works for me to help with like my anxiety and stuff like that. And it just keeps coming back to music. And it's, I've kind of, you know, like yourself, you know, you were saying about the, you know, those albums that kind of moved you to tears. Like there's so many kind of like songs and like albums that I can pinpoint kind of, pivotal moments of my life around that even sometimes it kind of like I get taken back to how I was feeling at that time of like hearing that song and I've speak I've spoken about it to like my like therapist and stuff like that and it's kind of like it's it's a it's it's your biggest coping mechanism whether it's like it's like an escape from what's kind of happening so I that's why it's kind of come to a stage now it's like you know with the podcast like I'm reaching out more to like musical kind of you know guests and they kind of like because it's something that I'm really interested in like what kind of like you took all that kind of pain and that kind of like such a negative kind of you know feel and like you've kind of created this like body of work that you know whether it kind of reaches like a million people or just one it kind of it's going to kind of resonate with how they're feeling I think it's a really powerful yeah. thing. Thanks. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, it's, it's sort of beyond the scope, I think, of, of when you're trying to make something. You, you can't, 
and maybe I, th I think I've probably learned from doing this the other way where you, yeah. you're, you have this preoccupation, this worry of like so many things in life, what will other people think? Will other people yeah. like it? I hope they like it. And it's, it becomes when you're certainly in the, on the hit um, trajectory or, or the hit cycle that, that that is your, your job becomes second guessing what people want yeah. often. And that puts a lot of pressure on you as you'll know in any aspect of your life. And so I kind of, um, I, I want to, I mean, all you can do really when you're making something creative, I think is, is please yourself. It sounds almost selfish, but you've got to, whereas if you're being honest, then you hope well other people, like you say, you, you have no control over the size of the audience or anything like that. And that's all out of your control anyway. Yeah. So you just hope it finds, it kind of means something to someone. And you think if you're being honest, then, you know these are shared human experiences like taylor your your experiences won't mirror mine exactly in in sense of what have happened but the the fundamental human truths of and and the the struggles that we'll have experienced just by being human yeah you suffer rejection you get hope disappointment you feel betrayal or envy or all these things you know there that is the human experience um but that's I, can i ask you as well what what has what are some of the What's some of the last music that you've heard that, that had an Ooh. effect on you like that? Yeah. I could sit and so talk about this for hours. Like, I absolutely love talking about music. You start a podcast about it. <laughs> Might switch it up slightly. Um, so, one of the bit I've got, I've, all, I've been raised by women. So, kind of, I've got a bit of a kind of soft spot for, like, a big female vocal. So when like people like Amy Winehouse and Adele, like they kind of started, I'd start, they didn't come out obviously when I was going through like a bit of a hard time, but they were around when kind of like my mom and dad were getting divorced and stuff like that. Um, so it was the three, it was Duffy, um, Adele and Amy Winehouse. So those three albums, like Back to Black, 19, mm. and I think Duffy's was called Rock of i think the first one was called so those for me like if i ever hear like those kind of songs mm. like when i'm out and about like when um obviously my mum went through a obviously terrible ordeal and like she nearly kind of you know died obviously we're incredibly lucky that she's still here adele was one of the last gigs that i took my mum to before everything happened so right. when i hear you know hometown glory for me like it it does something to me like it kind of just takes me whenever i listen to it, it takes me away completely and literally i completely zone out but really? i love it because there's like some of the songs and especially amy winehouse it's like there's so much kind of pain and like you can kind of hear it in those kind of like the lyrics and like the songs um and i kind of not in a kind of sadistic way but i actually enjoy <laughs> hearing it because mm. it makes you kind of feel more human because you kind of feel it on a certain level it, it's weird mm -hmm. but i think that's what's the beauty about music you can kind of you know whether it's like the saddest song in the world or like the you know like these big kind of like pop like bangers like they they have that ability to kind of take you away it's it's weird but yeah yeah, no, no, I think that's that's nail on the head. It's a very transportive um, medium, and it's it, that's kind of why why people are drawn to it, I suppose, as well, because for that reason. And and there's something I don't know anyone who 
isn't into music but does really into music like a a true fan um who, who doesn't get the idea of the, the, the connective quality of sad music yeah. as well there's something that kind of draws you in and is somehow leaves you feeling lighter than when you often when you've definitely when you went there first that's why i feel like at the minute as well like obviously this the whole pandemic has kind of ruined it for a hell of a lot of people but i cannot wait to get back out and start like going to gigs and kind of i mean i'm sure you miss it like crazy being up on that mm. stage oh yeah yeah i mean and this is i'm currently looking at the third time we'll have moved the whitetail falls tour back oh, no. and then you know that's that's part and parcel of it these are yeah um but i i, I kind of think there's there's a positive here as well is that uh, we're, we're in an age where music is a is so oversubscribed and it's it's everywhere and it's free yeah. and i think it's easy for for all of us me included to to not value it in the same way that that a scarcity of it sort yeah. of brings and so now <laughs> it's like the idea of being in a room as someone making that music happen it, it takes on like a i don't know maybe it's it's something to be cherished and and it's not just something that's everywhere that you could take yeah. for granted in the same way maybe how um to be fair like it's, it's just crossed my mind now obviously you were like heavily around before you know like spotify and apple music and stuff were around you know there was a lot of kind of like you went to like hmv you know wherever to buy yeah. those albums like how have you how do you feel about it going from such like a a physical kind of age of music to like a complete digital side of things do you know, I think on, on one hand, that it's a blessing and a curse. I think yeah. on the positive side, everyone now has the tools to make music. You know, they're far more readily available. Yeah. You can get an app for it, you know. Um, and also you've got the means to, to get them on these platforms um, via the digital streaming platforms. And, and that's, that's great. It makes it a, a far more of a sort of free-for-all. But it's interesting as well because then... At the same time, there's an erosion of, of meaningful press and bloggers that write about yeah. music. I mean, there, there are still some who retain authority, I guess, but I don't know. Not that majority, a majority of people who are see, who are reading Pitchfork, for instance, <laughs> or what, what have you. And I think there's there's a need almost for that arbitration. Is that the word? Mm. But for certainly for arbiters to be gatekeepers and and to kind of highlight what music is standing out and i appreciate that's always problematic because then it's, it's hugely subjective and you've yeah. got people who go listen to this don't listen to that who it's quite then, a very what? impressionable kind of generation mm. we're living in aren't we absolutely but but then the, the danger is that everything is just lost because there's so much noise it's as as you kind of see from twitter really like how many again it's great for dissemination of um of points of view and and of information <laughs> information however how many like has it has it brought more peace or uh, has it brought more inner peace or more turmoil into mm. people's lives as a result like why do you one. care you're <laughs> having an argument with a teenager in wyoming how useful for <laughs> you sat in like your bed sitting in basingstoke what's 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 that really doing is that bringing people together or is it just throwing fuel on the fire is that how you've you spent know? lockdown trolling people in wyoming in a bed sitting yes. <laughs> yeah yeah basically i'm just yeah because when i do my trolling <laughs> that's what I'm especially in wyoming 
<laughs> Some of them deserve oh, yeah. it. Incendiary, <laughs> emotional, emotional people over there. Um, there's one of the songs that I've I want to talk about. Like we mentioned earlier about, like you know, I went, I go back to like you know those kind of like songs that are like by Amy and Adele. There's one song off your new album. I mean, the whole album's incredible, but there's one that really kind of like hit a nerve on the on your new, um, obviously Age of Entitlement. Um, disintegrate it is it's one of those songs that kind of wipes you out a little bit like where it's lyrically it's just kind of like i listened to it for the first time when i was going for a walk and i was like like i kind of like oh how did i get here kind of moment (laughs) because i just kind of got lost in it (laughs) well that's that's really nice of you to say thanks yeah um yeah i i think that the whole album if just to use your your anecdote for my own malevolent purposes if i may which okay, sort of <laughs> thanks but definitely written at a time of, of real confusion and I, I i didn't intend to make an album or disintegrate about mental health but it's and it was sort of just about trying to write what i knew something that yeah. i could truthfully relay and had a purpose and thought it was this felt to me this getting back to the root reason of picking up a guitar and wanting to write a song when I was like 10, because you want to express something you don't understand. Yeah. You don't have the answers and because you're confused and you feel lost. And for me, it was finding myself at a point in life and going, how did I end up here? And and what am I doing here? Although in your case, it was actually physically as you <laughs> I have no idea where I am. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for me, I'm going, it's more of an, an existential crisis perhaps, but, but yeah, definitely feeling, I, I wanted to make sense of something I didn't understand. And, and it just feeling like not necessarily by writing a song, does, does that supply you with the answers, but it just helps you feel a, like you understand your own emotions and feelings yeah. a little clearer. And, and for Disintegrate, I mean, it was the actual, I mean, there were, there were melodies that had been floating around for, for maybe six, seven years before even, and just on the guitar, but, but really honing it to what I wanted to say, which was um, fears and worries about procreating and wondering <laughs> about how ethical I felt yeah. it was. You know, that sort of was the root cause and feeling, looking at where we are on a timeline and you want to bring a child into this world and and what happens eventually to all of us it's our fate and well what you know maybe you know maybe that wouldn't be possible because so many things are out of your hands you know even when it comes to to starting a family and yeah. that's sort of where i i was at i, I, I think it's great and i think there's one thing that what you just said and i, I don't it just clicked in my head like the biggest thing surrounding like mental health is the understanding it's the kind of you know understanding why we feel a certain way and kind of and like obviously i'm sure you know like you just said like with your music like a way of kind of you kind of keeping things going is to kind of get those kind of thoughts you know down on paper and then you know Mm. with that like you know your writing process is it a case of like do you do it kind of lyrically first or then or do you do it like you know with the guitar and then kind of like oh okay there's something here and then do you add like lyrics later like how does it how, how do you do it yeah there's um, you know, um we, we were fortunate as well with the hoosiers that we'd 
we tried co-writing and the label were very keen on us to do that for the second record so we were able to write with some really good people um like kathy dennis and egg white and rick knowles who between them have written you know we had huge hits with kylie to lana del rey and oh, wow. adele um and, and these people all had different techniques and so it's kind of you're getting little insights into these master classes of how various people write. And I think it's really interesting to note that there isn't one way. And I think if anyone tells you you write a song this way, <laughs> they probably don't know what they're talking about because it's, you know, it's, uh, there's no one way to skin the cat. <laughs> Do you find that, um, I think it's froze. There we go. You're back. There we go. I just popped up saying my internet connection is unstable. Uh, okay. Well, I something I never well, thought I had in common. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't think I'd have something in common with my internet connection. <laughs> um. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I, think, I think if anyone says they're not, they're just lying. Yeah. Internet <laughs> Sick of it. <laughs> Constant lies. Um. Was it kind of a complete kind of transition? Obviously, your new music is obviously fairly honest and stuff. How did that kind of... Obviously, it's quite a different in comparison to the stuff with, like, the Hoosiers and stuff. Like, was that the kind of music that you always kind of felt, like, drawn to? Um, that maybe... Because, obviously, with, with the Hoosiers, obviously, there was, like, a huge kind of, like... It was... Be fair to say, like pop music, wasn't it? It's like, oh, yeah, very poppy, definitely. definitely poppy, um, yeah. so is that the kind of direction that you kind of felt like you wanted to go in? Yeah, I, I think you know, part of it is that you, you change, and music industry doesn't always, it's not the most allowing of that. I mean, in terms of you, you're pop, so you're then maybe always perceived as that, but um, I mean, we th- that first album was like where are we now like 13 years ago so wow. you kind of think you know your, your <laughs> tastes change and what you're into and you grow up and you're it's like you you, you never stop learning and um certainly in, in terms of what i listen to would be a lot more um yeah a lot, very different say and i think you know melody is still really key and it's it's a yeah. huge component of of how for me it's still probably the most important thing in music i don't know but then uh, there, there was more perhaps ambiguity with the writing and I think how we were putting things across was more covering so say worried about race like that's a pop yeah. song is actually about anxiety and it's about a fear of what happens to what you love because you know given a long enough timeline something bad will happen to whoever and whatever you love yeah and for us it was really that was something we were very proud of that that song did so well and yet it, it, it we really had, had a, a, message. a message yeah yeah whereas this was white tail falls was really about stripping it back and 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 it's a lot scarier i'll be honest it's, i found it it's weird even even talking about the the issues surrounding it as well because you know it was a, a time when I, I certainly i was very turbulent in, in my own it's only really looking back as well that that you can kind of see yeah. oh okay yeah how how far away you were from from finding being settled i suppose yeah. and, and i put that down myself to a, a few years of good uh, intensive therapy you know and that's absolutely vital 
I'd say, and I'm pretty evangelical about that. No, I completely agree with that. But then you kind of, I'm a big believer in kind of turning like negatives into positives. And obviously, you know, there's bound to be days where you still feel, you know, anxious and kind of, you know, it's life, you know, things are going to crop up, but look at kind of what that kind of, you know, time frame in your life has now kind of turned into. And it's like such an incredible record that, you know, I hope goes on to do incredible things um, because it's, it's just great <laughs> well, thanks i mean but but yeah i mean look, look at what you're doing with the podcast and and just being able to talk about it i think that's that's the first step because what Definitely. you're doing even by just sharing of your own, own experiences it's just it's telling people they're not alone and yeah. it's making it okay to even have these kinds of conversations yeah and it, it does feel kind of odd that we're in 2020 and it's it still feels quite novel you know? yeah it's, it is weird <laughs> yeah but but you know it's yeah it's it's great i think even what you're doing is a point in case for you to making turning a negative into something more positive no i appreciate that i just wish i could sing it's <laughs> <laughs> um, the one you know, thing i wish i could do <laughs> and there's some of my my favorite artists they're not the and that's again that's something that, that changed i think with with the hoosies it was trying to be as big and loud as possible and i remember the producer and you, you know they were trying to put everything in at the highest key possible so it's like lung busters (laughs) and you could see it in like that's i was reading about that how you know it's why adele for instance has really suffered with her voice apparently because always being you know it's got got to be a belter yeah and yet some of those there was there was an interesting podcast um i I was listening to that made a point it was jack white talking about how uh, it was on broken record met the american gladwell rick rubin uh, podcast about how when people are too good at something, it's almost harder to believe them because the technique almost gets in the way. Yeah. And it's like, is it melismatic? I should have looked that word up. <laughs> but, um, you know, all the trills and all the, the crazy notes. It's like, actually, you can use your limitations. And I don't, I'm so limited as a singer, as a player. And it's just using what you've got. And, and some great musicians like Elliot Smith, I think, is incredible. But his voice is so subdued. And same with Sufjan Stevens, I'd say, as well. Yeah. They, use that limitation and it actually adds to their sound far from detracting far from oh it it means this it hones everything else as well and it makes them believable and relatable because they're not presenting yes virtuoso kind of presentation (laughs) no i completely agree with that it may it may make so much sense so what you're saying is i should pursue my music career that's what i'm taking from that Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> there was Go a bit of a it. pause then. <laughs> no, not at all. That was just uh, internet connectivity. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> um, there's one final question that I wanted to ask you. Um, and to fair, you kind of covered it earlier, but are you still worried about Ray? Oh, my word. If you'd have started with that question, I'd have, this would be a much shorter interview. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, no, no, it's okay. And I'm I sorry. saw the opportunity. I took it. Over. <laughs> um, no, I'm, I simply won't answer that. <laughs> um, but no, no, we're not. <laughs> no, I oh, mean, okay. always. What? No. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm so no, sorry I asked you that. Metaphor, <laughs> that's okay that's okay it's um we 
it's not the first time so you'd have thought i'd have had a better answer prepared i mean we we did get a bit dark on it for a while there was a, a probably a four-year period when whenever we were asked we'd just say nah he's dead oh, you, i would have felt hard. horrible <laughs> if that was the case but, but at least you know it's only a metaphor <laughs> and uh, our drummer's middle name oh okay you know, pop trivia at its finest god you're making me sweat then I was like, I was like, I touched a nerve. <laughs> no, 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 absolutely fine. We're nerveless. All our nerves are, are dead. That's fine. Oh, lovely. Um, so, so what, what's next then? What's, um, obviously once you're, we're allowed to go, obviously back yeah. outside into gigs, like what, what's the plan? Are you, obviously you're going to tour the record? Like where? Yeah, I mean, well, it's a great question. I mean, yeah, because who knows? I mean, really, we're, we are planning for this tour and um you know get, got the dates and venues up and down the country check it out at whitetailfalls.com definitely but um in the meantime i'm starting work on uh, a couple of other records um to to try and um yeah sort of just just keep going and and see where it takes me i'm kind of intrigued as to uh, you know what the the songwriting will, will, will be like because i mean you, you don't, i don't want to just um, meander in sort of diary-like confession <laughs> territory either forever, but but you know I, I want to believe what I'm writing and, yeah. and singing as well. So we'll see. But but also work on a new Hoosiers record is um, is underway as well. So we'll, that'll happen, and there'll be you know is that an exclusive? For, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess it is. It's, it's, it's I'll take that. You heard it here first. <laughs> I'm so excited, honestly. Like, I'm absolutely loving the new record. So, obviously, listeners, make sure you go and check it out. You know, Apple, Spotify, Google, absolutely everywhere. It all counts. Um, yes. White Tail Falls, Age of Entitlement. Personal highlight, Disintegrate. Make sure you check that one out. Um, yeah. yeah, thank you so much for joining me. I've, I've, had, a, I've had a really good chat. Likewise, Taylor. Yeah, no, keep it up. Honestly, you're doing great work. Really, you know, thanks for speaking about all the issues that you're speaking about. No, I appreciate it. And including, and obviously, my, selling my album. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's what I mean, right? Anytime. You probably thought mental health. No, 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 no. no. Just plugging the album. <laughs> it's all a, it's all a, it's all a um, disguise just so I can get to speak to some of my favourite artists from V Festival 2009 <laughs> to 2010. <laughs> Not just an illusionist. Uh, no. Is that on YouTube? I feel like I'm going to have to go and check that out now to kind of redeem myself. Do you know, there is some very dodgy, like, Nokia 330 Oh, of course, stuff. yeah. I forgot about that. Footage. But you get the gist of it. You know, it might miss out the White Tigers, but, you know, <sighs> you'll get there. How you got those through security, <laughs> do not know. Okay. Well, that's, that's the noughties for you. No, I struggled to get a kind of strongbow <laughs> through. <laughs> All right, so now we know. Okay. There we go. That, that's where the Weapon issue is. Weapon of choice. <laughs> No, thank you so yeah, much for joining much for me. me. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yes, you've been listening to the Waffle Shop podcast. Huge thank you to my special guest this week, Erwin from the Hoosiers and White Tail Falls. Make sure you check out the new album, Age of Entitlement. And if you're liking what you hear with the podcast, don't forget to subscribe. See you soon. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.